0: Hello, and welcome to Philosophy Talk, the program that questions everything.
1: except your intelligence. I'm John Perry.
0: And I'm Ken Taylor. We're coming to you from the studios of KALW in San Francisco.
1: Continuing conversations that begin at Philosopher's Corner on the Stanford campus. And
0: after the program, we keep the conversation going on our blog, the blog.philosophytalk.org. Plus, our new download service allows you to listen to any episode of Philosophy Talk anytime, anywhere learn more at
1: philosophytalk.org our topic today is math and the mind mathematics is great stuff it allows us to express fundamental physical laws it's used throughout science evolution it's also used in daily activities describing sports planning our economy it's all involved in technology in the first segment we're going to explore the power of math as a cognitive tool to help humans understand things. And in our second segment, we'll ask
0: what it is about the human brain that makes it so uniquely good at using and refining mathematics. All animals and some machines do math in one way or another. I mean, a hog zeroing in on a mouse from way up in the sky, an ant navigating its way back to its colony, a computer working out the value of some function. They're all doing sophisticated uh, mathematics.
1: But nothing else we know of in the universe does math in the same way that the human mind does. We've continually invented new forms of mathematical reasoning, and we've found more and more domains to which we can apply math. What is it about our Stone Age brains that allows us to do all this? Which leads to our final segment. Will understanding how the brain actually does mathematics help teach mathematics better? Well, Ken, that's a great outline, but, but my philosophical mind uh, has a little trouble with some of the things we've just said. I mean... Suppose I kick a, a field goal, right, and, and the football describes this nice arc through the uprights a perfect parabola i would guess or i throw a rock and the same thing is true does that rock and that football have to do math in order to follow the parabola that doesn't sound
0: right Yeah, the, the rock and the football i agree with you don't but i think i'd i'd say the ant and the hawk are really highly sophisticated mathematical uh chat uh calculators highly sophisticated mathematical calculators but uh you know, I want to. There's something else. Galileo, one of the great founding fathers of the scientific revolution, said this: "Mathematics is the language with which God has written the universe." That was his way of saying that if you understand uh, the universe in the way that, in mathematical terms, you understand it the way God himself did, and if you don't understand it in mathematical terms, you don't understand it at all. That's powerful stuff.
1: Well, you know, with all due respect to Galileo, let's pause for a moment and see if that makes any sense at all. Here I am. I'm looking at the universe. What do I see? equations and numbers if he I mean if he wrote a novel in English when I looked at the novel I would say English sentence if he wrote the universe in math when I look at the universe I should see math uh, so I, I don't get it. How, how can this all be right? How can human, the m- human mind be so suited to do math and so many human minds like mine be so poor at doing math? Well,
0: that's kind of a paradox, and the question is, does the fault lie with our brains? Some of our brains just aren't suited to math, or does it lie with the way we teach math? I mean, if you think about language, language is easy. Why is math so hard if we're suited to math
1: uniquely? Our roving philosophical reporter Zoe Corneli went out and talked to someone who's trying to find out the answer to that very question. She files this report.
2: I always thought I was good at math. But when Patrick Soupy started telling me about the mathematical proofs his fourth graders are doing, I admit, I needed a little help. Would you, would you mind working that out on the board?
3: X plus Y is greater than X plus Z, then Y is greater than Z. So it's so-called cancellation.
2: Right, so
3: if you subtract X from both sides, it shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, intuitively, it's but proving it takes some machinery to prove it.
2: Soupies runs the Palo Alto-based education program for gifted youth. The program uses computers to teach students in virtual classrooms. Soupies says that offers advantages a human teacher would have a hard time matching in a traditional classroom.
3: A very bright fourth grader should really be working at sixth grade level. But he, has, he or she has to sit there and do fourth-grade material looking out the window. A student who's behind needs help in third-grade material. That's a piece of cake for a computer, giving that very individualized attention.
2: Soupy's interactive computer program starts at a basic level.
3: Color of the Pentagon's green, then click OK. Remember, pentagons have five sides
2: and then advances based on how quickly students master the material. Supi says the main difference between what you might call math people and everyone else is speed, the ability to master more concepts in a shorter amount of time.
3: What's like the difference between a professional tennis player and an amateur? professional football player and a pickup game in the park? Well, there's not some fundamental conceptual difference. It's in the refinement of the skills.
2: Soupies believes the top 3 to 5% of students are skilled enough to take calculus in the ninth grade. But he says all students can learn math, not just the most gifted.
3: We don't want the world full of professional mathematicians. What in the world do we do with them? Just like we don't want the world full of, you know, ten times as many professional tennis players as we have, doesn't mean we don't want an educated populace who has some math skills, some math concepts and understanding.
2: In fact, Supi says our society increasingly demands mathematical thinking, even for people who don't work in finance or accounting.
3: We have a natural move toward numeracy. We have, we have enormously complicated tax codes. Everywhere you turn, you have to be able to understand the use of numbers and the way our society, our, our extremely precise bureaucratic society is organized.
2: And he says that doesn't just mean dealing with numbers per se.
3: One of the main topics in math is reasoning. But it's reasoning and general skills in reasoning that are needed for this kind of understanding of all these wonderfully, endlessly bureaucratic things that people have to face up to now. Even taking a driver's test has that kind of feeling to it. That's, that's a broad sense of mathematics. The ability to reason systematically in a successful way would be a more general characterization of what mathematics helps train.
2: So if we accept the premise that everyone should know mathematics and add to it the axiom that everyone can learn mathematics, I think it follows that I have no excuse for not remembering trigonometry. For Philosophy Talk, I'm Zoe Corneli.